Brother Jason, come on down. We're thrilled to have Jason and the kids here. Layla and Izzy are over here sitting with the Bingham family. Raise your hands, hold your hand up, stand up, do something so we see you. We're thrilled you're here. We wish Mary could be with us, but she's got to pay the bills. She's home making money. We're thrilled you're here. Let me say a prayer for you and you share a message with us. Father in heaven, we thank you so very much for Jason being here with us today. Thank you for his life, his ministry, and we just ask your blessings upon him as he shares the word with us today. We pray your blessings upon him and his continuing ministry in Savannah, Georgia. May he share the word diligently. May he be truthful and faithful to you, Father, and may you honor him by blessing his ministry so that many, many people will be brought to the name of Jesus. Father, be with him this day. Thank you for bringing him our way again. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Or I should say, hey, (laughs) y'all. So it's, uh, it's, it's really cool to be here uh, with you guys this morning. So um, real quick, Alayla and Izzy, myself, and there's Micah. Micah, we're out here uh, for the Pepperdine Bible Lectures, right? So we're just flying through, and we're going to uh, head up to Malibu shortly. I think, um, I don't know if any of our elders are here, Micah, I don't see, but we had a, a crew from Savannah come out this way to head up to the Pepperdine Bible Lectures, and I thought it would be really, really cool to come and stop by um, Mission Viejo and just to come and visit and see some familiar faces and and see how you guys are doing. So um, I tell you what, you guys look good. Everybody looks good. I'm looking around. Everybody looks healthy and happy and blessed. So that's really, really cool. So um, Mary is probably watching on live stream. Where's the camera? Is it over here? So I want to look and just say, Mary, I love you. Sorry, I'm so sorry that you're not here with us. I really wanted you here. I will bring you back C's candy, whatever you want, okay? So she's been texting me, telling me how upset she's been for not uh, being here. So, so uh, she sends her blessings and her greetings. She started a new job at this uh, college out there called SCAD. It's called Savannah College of Art and Design, and she's a nurse practitioner there. So she started, and she's working, and she couldn't take the time off of work, so that's why she's not here with us today. But she says hello to everybody. She loves you guys, and she misses you. So um, what I was going to do today was show up at Mission Viejo and just sit in the back next to Mary Vaughn, right, and, and listen to Brother Ed present a phenomenal lesson, right? But uh, so let me tell you how this whole thing came about. I uh, contact Ed, I sent him an a email or something like that, and I say, hey, Ed, I'm going to be in town. I just wanted to touch base with you because I need some help. I've got Micah with me. Micah's right here. Micah, stand up real quick so everybody can see Micah. So this is Micah, right? Micah, all right? Micah is... Um, Okay, okay, so now, Micah is serving as kind of like our interim uh, youth minister because we're in the process of looking for a youth minister. So Micah comes uh, out this way. He's excited about being at, at Pepperdine. Uh, and I've got my two daughters, so it's hard to find a place for him to stay. So I call Ed and I say, Ed, I need some help. Do you, can, is, is there anybody out there that might be able to take care of a poor, hungry college student, right? And Micah's 20 years old. He looks like he's 40, I know, but he's 20, right? Uh, and Ed said, you know what, he, he can stay with me. And I said, Ed, thank you so, so much. That's so awesome. So Ed and I link up in San Pedro on Friday. Uh, and 
Ed says to me, by the way, you're up to preach on Sunday. And I said, oh, no. I, I don't, so, so that's how this came about. So thank you, Ed, uh, for allowing me to fill in uh, this morning. And, and thanks to the, the shepherds and the elders here. So, so good to be here with you guys. Feels like uh, deja vu. So I wanted to fill you in real quick before we get into the message. I don't have a long, long sermon. You guys know me, right? So I've got, <laughs> okay, all right. So um, got a, a shorter message today, but hopefully it'll stick, right? So um, I just want to give you our narrative on what the Dardens have been up to over the past like year and a half. So a year and a half ago, we transitioned, my family and I transitioned from this wonderful, wonderful church here at Mission Viejo with the desire to plant a church. That was our goal, right? To plant a church. And we wanted to plant in Ladera Ranch, right? So so we transition and, and, and we have a couple of members that kind of join us from here, right? And, and we have this group of about 15 to 20 and we're meeting every Sunday uh, in this industrial area and things are going well, like we're doing, we're doing well, right? Numbers are coming up and, and I just found a job. I was going to be a Bible school teacher at Whittier Christian School and Mary was still working at Vanguard University and everything was just going well, right? We were, it, it felt like it was growing a little bit. And, and then something happened over the course of time, right? So um, it was really interesting because I, I learned through this experience that, that we often make plans, right? We, we often make plans like we know what we're doing. But God always directs our steps, doesn't he? He always does. And if you're like me, I make good plans. And I look at them and I go, wow, these are the best plans I've ever seen, Right? And I can't really, I can't wait to kick them off. But, but then God shows up in a really, really interesting way from time to time. So, so I get a call from my preacher buddy, um, Clay Johnson. He was the minister at the Parkway Church where I am now. And he calls me up and he says, Jason, I'm getting ready to leave Parkway. I'm going on the road with my band and I'm going to be a full-time musician. And I laughed because I thought he was joking, right? Oh, whatever. No, he was like, I'm serious. I just signed a large contract and I'm going on the road and we're going to travel the world and do music. Do you want to be the preacher at Parkway? I said, Parkway? You mean in Savannah, Georgia? I said, absolutely not. That's not what I want to do. I want to plant here in Southern California in Ladera Ranch. This is what I want to do. And he says, Jason, please consider it. And I go, no, Clay, I don't want to do that. And then I get a call from my grandpa. Bring, bring. And grandpa says, Jason, you're coming out to Savannah, Georgia. I say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so we've, we've been in Savannah, Georgia for about, for about eight months now. And uh, when we first got to Savannah, if you've ever been in the South, we were attacked by the season of love bugs. You guys know what love bugs are? There's these black flies and they just swarm. It's like the plague, right? I feel like I'm in Genesis or something, right? It's just the plagues come and thing and the bugs everywhere. And then there's pollen all over your car and then the heat. It was like 130 when we get there. We're sweating. And I said, man, what are we doing in the South, right? And then uh, the, the best experience that I have so far of, of moving to Georgia is, um, where's Alicia? Alicia knows and Mike knows that I used to eat at Subway, right, all the time. Amen, Subway, right? And I get to Georgia and I go order my Subway sandwich and the lady there is moving at a snail's pace, right? She takes one tomato and puts it on the sub. And then the second one in California, they take six and they go, right? And it's just on the sandwich. And she can tell I'm getting annoyed, so I'm kind of stomping my foot and getting anxious. And she looks at me and she says, you're not from here, are you? <laughs> and I said, no, ma'am, I'm from California. She said, well, you're just going to have to learn to slow down out here. <laughs> no lie. She said that to me, right? 
So it's been an interesting transition living in the South. It's been frustrating, but it's been great. It's been messy, but it's been awesome at the same time. And, and God has just been doing some phenomenal, phenomenal work at our church, at the Parkway Church of Christ. And I let them know that in Parkway, in Savannah, Georgia, we have the finest church in all of, all of Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so ministry has been great. The, the kids are doing well, but we sure do miss, miss home. We miss, we miss California, and it's good to be with you guys here this morning. You know, when we started the ministry at Mission Viejo, Alayla was nine years old, and now Alayla is heading into her first year of high school this fall, right? So uh, Izzy was six years old, I believe, and she will be a seventh grader. And I just can't believe how quickly time passes. The scripture says that life is like a vapor and it appears for a little time and then does what? It vanishes away. And the longer that you live, right, you really begin to understand this. I think Ken told me one time, he said, Jason, be careful because kids grow up really quickly, right? He said, I blinked and my kids were already grown, right? And, and now I'm really starting to understand what you meant by that. It's, it's been a journey. It's been a process. So um, as you can see, I have less hair now, right? And I have more gray hair. Let me tell you why. We moved to Georgia. All of a sudden, the boys get really interested in Alayla, right? <laughs> so let me tell you about my experience, and then we'll get into the sermon, okay? I just have to share this. So Alayla starts at this new school, right? It's called Calvary Day School. It's a Christian school in Savannah. And she steps on campus, and people are like, wow, who's this young lady? She's from California, right? Southern California. So everybody is super, super interested, and these boys are bothering her, and Dad is getting frustrated, right? Really, really upset. And Alayla's like, well, Dad, don't worry about it. We're just friends. And I'm like, okay, you don't really understand what's going on yet, Sister Darden, right? So eventually, one of these boys has the courage to ask Alayla if they can hang out and be friends. Not boyfriend and girlfriend, but a friend that's a boy. That's what I say to Alayla. You don't get to say boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Friend that's a boy. Anyway, so I say, Alayla, if any of these young boys want to hang out with you, they have to go through daddy. And she said, okay. So she told the friend that she was hanging out with, if you want to hang out with me, you got to talk to daddy, right? So I'm going to pick up Alayla at the school and I get this tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, and I see an NFL linebacker. <laughs> I think, looked like he played for the Atlanta Falcons, right? And he said, hey, uh, Mr. Darden, do you mind if I hang out with your daughter, <laughs> right? I have four gray hairs just pop out right when that happens, <laughs> right? So, so life is just crazy, right? Just, just life. Is crazy and, and, and it continues to move on. I heard someone say that that time waits for no man. And I think since life passes and, and things happen and there are ups and downs and there's transitions, what we have to realize as believers in Christ is that there's only one constant, amen? And the one constant is God and our faith in Jesus Christ. What I love about the scriptures, it says that God never changes, right? He's the one constant. So when life gets crazy and things are going on, right, the person that you can rely on and always count on to never change is God and his son, Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to I talk about this morning. I want to talk about the importance of just walking 
with God. Walking with God. Walking is said to be one of the greatest exercises that you can do. Sorry, Zumba instructors, right? It's walking, right? Walking is one of the greatest things that you can do. And one of our favorite pastimes, Mary and I, she's probably watching now, is when we lived in San Pedro, there was a path off of Fort MacArthur, the military base there, that would lead down to Cabrillo Beach. And one of the things that Mary and I used to love to do is we would take our dog and we'd walk out the back gate and we would just walk to the beach. And as we would walk, we would talk about life. We would talk about the challenges and the opportunities. We would talk about our children, right? We would talk about our church family and how things are going, right? And it was just a wonderful, wonderful time just to walk with my spouse. And as we think about some of the greatest times in our lives, there are times where they're, they're spent walking. And walking is awesome because when you're with a friend, you get to pull back layers, right, during the discussion and conversation. You know, I think how I started first dating Mary is we walked. I would walk her to class, right? So there's something about walking for Mary and I that is very therapeutic, and it's something that we really, really enjoy doing. You know, God, as I read Scripture, he just wants something from us that is so simple. What God says in Scripture is, look, I just want you to walk with me. That's what God says to us. Look, will you walk with me? Right? And I, I, I love how this sovereign, amazing God who created the world and everything in it says, look, I just, I just, church, I just want you to walk with me. Will you walk with me? Can we take a stroll? Can we just do life by, by walking with one another? And that's so amazing, right? If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to open up to Micah chapter 6. And I want to look at verses 6 through 8 here. And I want to read this text because it's so profound and it's so important. And I think if there's something that I'd like for you to remember this morning, it's just the importance of walking, walking with God. Micah chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. The scripture says here, With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Right? He's asking a question like, what can I do to make God proud or make God happy? What can I do to please him? Like, what, what should I do? Right? Shall I come and bow down? Shall I come and bring before him with burnt offerings or with calves a, a year old? What, or will the Lord be pleased with a thousand rams with 10,000 rivers of oil shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul, right? He's, he's thinking about all these different things that he could offer up to God that were so important and so profound. And we do that as a church, as believers, as Christians, right? We come up with all these, these awesome ministries and work that we need to be involved in and all this high lofty stuff that we need to do to we, we think please God, right? And then, and then it goes down to verse number eight, and it's really powerful. And the answer is here. He said, he, he has showed you, O man, what is good. And here's what the Lord requires of you, to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. 
Now, based on the particular translation you're reading this morning, some Bibles may say to do justice, right? To do justice. It also says to love kindness, right? And then lastly, to walk humbly with him. So this is a simple plan that we have from Scripture that teaches us how we can how we can please God. Right. The first is to do justice, not to talk about justice, because, you know, every six months there's a new social justice project going on. Right. This month, it's red ribbons around our wrists. Next month, it'll be green, right? This new social justice program is happening, and then in two weeks, it's going to be different, right? So we talk about social justice, but what pleases God is when we actually do something about it. That's what he says here, right? And then the second thing that we can do to please God is to love kindness. That means to live in kindness, to show it and to lavish it on others. And this is something that we've been learning since living in the South, right? We get to the South and there's this thing called Southern hospitality and church. It is real, right? I didn't realize how mean I was until I got to Georgia, right? So so we live on a military installation and I, we have this home and every day I come into my house, I park my car and I get out and my neighbor's there and I give him the head nod, right? And he gives me the head nod and then I just go into the house. One day he comes up to me and he says, man, did I do something wrong? And I said, what do you mean? Did you do something wrong? He said, because every day I see you, you never stop to say hi. And I was like, oh, snap. I forgot that was a thing out here, right? Right. So, so kindness is what God wants from it. We, we need to live and act in kindness, right? And it goes a long way when you live in kindness and appreciation and we lavish kindness on people. And that's why Christians should be the kindest people that you ever want to meet in the world. Right. When they meet us, we should have a smile on our face and and just show people how good God is through through how we act. And God says those are two good things that you can do to do justice and to live in kindness. But here's what he wants from you, church. To walk. Humbly with him to just walk. Right. And if you've ever studied the scripture, the scripture has a bunch of examples of people walking with God. I would encourage you, you know, after the sermon today or something like that, just think about how many times the scripture talks about God walking with someone or someone walking with God. One example that I can think of is is remember Enoch? You remember the story in in Genesis, right? Genesis chapter 5, verses 21 through 24. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. We're going to look at that real quick. Genesis chapter 5. Verses 21 through 24, we see this story of this guy named Enoch walking with God and then something happens, right? It says here in verse number 21, when Enoch lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah, right? And after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch did what? Walked with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived 365 years. The scripture says Enoch walked with God, then he was no more because God took him away. And there's been a lot of theological discussions and papers written on what this means and how God took Enoch. But what I like to do is just keep it simple and break it down. I think God just enjoyed Enoch's company. He was one that lived faithfully and just walked with the Lord. And Lord, I wonder if he just looks at Enoch and goes, man, I I just like you. I just like that you're walking with me. I enjoy spending time with you and God takes him up. Did you not know the God that we serve today who rules heaven and earth just wants to spend time walking with you? He enjoys your company, right? 
That's amazing to me. Then we read another story of a guy walking with God, and it's the story of Noah in Genesis chapter 6. So if you look at the chapter next door in verse number 9, chapter 6, verse number 9, this is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, right? So we see here Noah walking with God, and God was pleased with Noah, We read in Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 8, the story of the fall. God was walking in the cool of the garden, right? And he encounters Adam and Eve and he says, what have you guys done? You're supposed to be walking with me, but instead they were hiding themselves from the presence of God because they involved their lives into some sins, right? Into eating of the forbidden fruit, right? So we see this whole narrative throughout Scripture of walking, And this morning, God's message is to you is, 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 I just want you to walk with me. Will you walk with me? We sing songs all throughout the scripture or the the songbook that we have, right? And he walks with me and he talks with me, right? There's plenty of songs that just talk about the importance of just, just walking with God. Proverbs chapter 16, verse number nine. Man plans his course, but the Lord establishes his steps. Second Corinthians chapter five and number seven says, for we live or we walk by faith and not by sight. Galatians chapter five and verse number 16, walk by the spirit, right? Or live by the spirit and you will not fulfill the deeds of the flesh. There's something about this narrative of walking. And I think I've been thinking about walking so much because we'll be up in Malibu on that Pepperdine campus. And you know how walking can be such a challenge. Amen. No, I think it's the Holy Spirit moment, but that brings me to my next point. Sometimes walking can be a challenge. Yeah. So one of our favorite places to go in Rancho Palos Verdes is this place called Abalone Cove. Have you been to Abalone Cove before? Nobody here? Okay, very good. If you haven't, you need to repent. Oh. Am I doing something wrong? Mike? Okay. Anyway, oh camera, gotcha. Abalone Cove, right? Is this place where we would love to go. You have to walk down to the ocean about a mile or two. And we used to take the kids down there and they would pull out sea slugs and cucumbers. What? I don't know what they're called. But anyway, I, anyway. And the kids would love it. And Izzy would always say to me, Dad, can we go to Abalone? Can we go to Abalone? And we would go down there. And on the way back, we'd have to walk up. And Izzy would say all the time, Dad, can you carry me? Right? She said that the other day, and she's almost 12. She's as tall as me, right? Sometimes we get tired when we walk. Sometimes, in the case of seniors, they they need assistance when they walk. Sometimes we're injured, so it's hard to walk. Sometimes obstacles prevent us from walking properly, and obstacles get in our way of walking with God all the time, right? I don't know about you, but... The beginning of this year, I made a commitment, right? Like, I'm going to read through the scripture. I'm going to be close with God this year. I'm going to get rid of some things in my life that have been obstacles. And and as I walk with him, I realize that sometimes hiccups and, and problems happen, right? And obstacles get in the way of our walking. And what I think that is, is that I think that's Satan, because he wants nothing more to put a wedge between our walking with God. That's what he wants, right? So the question I have for you as we kind of close this morning is, is how can we learn to better walk with God today? Like, like this week, this month, the remainder of this year, how can we become better walkers with God? Well, 
First John chapter 2 and verse number 6 is a favorite passage of mine, and I, I, I think I want to end with this one. First John chapter 2, verse number 6. And actually, I'm going to start at verse number 3. For we know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. And this is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. And again, you hear this theme, this narrative of walking. In order to walk properly with God, the scripture says you must abide in Christ. Abide in Christ. Abide means to bear patiently or to endure without yielding. So this morning, my encouragement to you, church, is to abide in Christ and to continue on with your walk with God. So as you know, um, this is where, where's Micah? Micah, this is where I started great sermon, now what, right? I started right here at the Mission Viejo Church of Christ. Um, so I want to give you some practical things that I, that I would encourage you to do this week. I don't know how many of you are going to the Pepperdine Bible Lectures or Harbor this week. Uh, if you are, I hope to see you up there. Come and visit Aaron and I. We're going to be teaching a class 8.30, so it might just be me and you in there, amen, but we'll preach to each other, brother. That's what we'll do, right? If you can come out to that, that'd be great, right? But here's something that I want you to do. Pepperdine has a lot of trails. You'll be doing a lot of walking, and I was thinking this week, what I want you to do this is your take home. This is for you. Is this week sometime when you have some time? I want you to take a walk, right? Many of you, you have those, uh, what do they call them? Garmins or whatever, where you count the number of steps, right? This week, I think that's what it's called. Anyway, this week, right, I want you to just take some steps with God, right? I want you to go out on a walk somewhere. And while you're walking this week, I want you to devote that time to the Lord. I want you to pray to him. I want you to say, Lord, just, just help me to be a better walker with you. Pray to God while you're walking, right? Reconnect with him this week. So when you take your walk, devote that walk to the Lord. Just do that once. And then the second thing that I'd like for you to do this week, if you're willing, is I want you to walk and talk life with a family member or friend this week. Can you do that? You'll be surprised if you call a family member and your friend and you say, hey, let's just go for a walk. Let's just go for a walk to see what that might do in that individual's life. So, hey, I'm done this morning. I heard there's a fellowship luncheon prepared, right? So I don't want to stand up here and continue to be the buffer and stand in the way of the food that is prepared uh, for you guys. And in California, it's three, so I'm starving, right? So we, we are so appreciative and thankful that we got to be here this morning, Ed. Thank you, thank you. The Dardens send our love. Um, We'll be back to visit next year when we're back out at Pepperdine again. And whenever we're in town, we'll make sure we swing by and say hello. And we want to thank you for the support and love for our family over the years. Amen. So by way of invitation, we've got a song selected. 
If there's anyone that needs to respond to the message, you have an opportunity to do that. We don't do this out of tradition, right? But if you need to respond to the message, feel free. Come forward. You can sit on the front. The elders will pray with you and pray for you and to encourage you and build you up. And I always give this. I'm in the South, right? And I'm a kind of an old school Church of Christ preacher. I still believe in baptism, right? So I'm going to brag on our church. We had seven baptisms over the past month at the Parkway Church. And I think one of the... Oh, yes. Amen. Preach. That's right, right? There's a baptistry that's ready. There might be somebody here this morning that has not given their life to Jesus Christ through repentance and baptism. The baptistry is always ready. If there's someone who needs to be committed to Jesus today, you have an opportunity to do that. You can be baptized in water and added to the kingdom. Amen. So before we have our final song, I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. Come on up. Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to come together here this morning and to worship you in spirit and in truth. And I pray that our worship has been honorable and uplifting in your sight. Lord, we thank you for the word that teaches us that what you want from us, Lord, is you just want us to walk with you. To just walk with you and and, and to talk with you and just to get to know you better and to be in fellowship with you. And we know that challenges arise And complications and situations occur that that make it a challenge for us. And sometimes we, we just simply run away from you instead of just walking with you. And I pray, Lord, this morning that you would help us to walk. That you would just help us to be in communion and fellowship with you this week. And if we've fallen off in our walk with you, that you would forgive us and that you would help put us on the right path. We thank you for Jesus And we pray, Lord, that you would help us to be more like him and forgive us when we fall short of that. We love you. Lord, help us this week. Help us this week to walk. And help us, Lord, to ultimately please you through how we live our lives here in the flesh. We love you, Lord. We thank you. It's in the mighty name of King Jesus. Let the church say, Amen. Blessed be your name in a land that is plentiful, where streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, though I walk.